Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. Well, it's been a glorious Sunday for the Chicago Bears, and of course, they haven't even played yet, but they're in first place in the division. Word is the Packers getting beaten so badly they have now put in Jordan Love. So I guess every quarterback gets a shot. Let's uh, let's bring in Mark Grody. He is uh, our man uh, on the with the plan. And uh, and what is their plan, Mark? Help us understand this inactive list because we're confounded. Yeah, and I heard you guys talking about Duke Shelley, and it it made me remember immediately a conversation that I had with the Bears defensive backs coach, the Shea Townsend, and it wasn't that long ago. And I simply asked him, who is the favorite for the, the nickel spot in your in your defense, in your secondary right now? And he just kind of looked at me and laughed and said, right now, I'm the favorite for that gig. So, and, you know, and he never gave me a, a straight answer after that. Chuckles were had, but maybe I should have read into that a little bit more. And now that I think about it, too, like Duke Shelley was, you know how... The hyperbole rolls very high in training camp, and everybody is great, and Matt Nagy has glowing things to say about everybody, and so does Sean Desai. I don't remember a lot of glow towards Duke Shelley. I mean, they definitely considered him as a guy to potentially play the nickel spot, but there was there was never that, oh, yeah, he's the guy. He's I could see the, he's taking the next step, you know, the way they kind of talked about Kendall Vildor. So now we're looking at a scenario where tonight it is either going to be Marquis Christian or Xavier Crawford, and I'm looking forward to hearing from Matt Nagy already about Duke Shelley, unless there's something we don't know, if there is some sort of injury he did not pop up on the injury reports I don't think that that is it maybe there's something we don't know but to me it was just nobody really distinguished them themselves in that position this year so I guess right now it's not Shelly hey Mark it's good to chat with you finally a Bears game tonight um the rest of the uh injury injury report had uh 
you know, some guys questionable on there. How injured are some of those players? Are they, is that just kind yes. of like window dressing, you know, for, for the Rams? I think it is window dressing because when we got that injury report, the, the only one that it w- was taken seriously was Eddie Goldman because it was a, a real injury. The rest of them, they they really just kind of popped up. As, you know, Khalil Mack, who has had sparkling health reports, he he spoke to us <laughs> on Friday. If you're if you're actually injured, typically they won't bring players mm-hmm. up to the podium or allow media to speak to them. And most of those guys that were on the injury report have spoken to us, and none of them really seem to be that injured. So I think I think Eddie G, Eddie Goldman, who is inactive tonight, I think that that was the, the big one and the one that we took seriously. Gotcha. Any other surprises for you? I mean, when you look at this, obviously they had to manipulate a little bit to move up the defensive tackle and the and the linebacker. But did anything jump out at you, Mark, that you weren't expecting other than those two? Well, the 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 one guy on the injury report that I am a little surprised that is inactive is Joel E. A. Booneyway, and mm-hmm. I, I say that because he has been a special teams stalwart. I mean, I, he's never really been able to cut it as a linebacker at this level, but I thought that he was going to be somebody that was definitely, you know, going to be active and a big part of it, and there could be an injury there as well. Um, I I thought it was interesting, too, because I talked about this, I reported earlier this week, that Larry Borum would be the the backup left tackle um, tonight, um, and that Elijah Wilkins would, would be on the right side. And uh, it was Olin Krutz who on Twitter said, well, they don't usually aren't going to keep that many offensive linemen active. So who would be inactive? And maybe there's the answer to the mm-hmm. question, uh, Olin, because both of those guys, Larry Borum and Elijah Wilkinson, are both active. So I think there is a little bit of shuffling back and forth. And obviously, Jesper Horstead, I'm not shocked that he's inactive. But considering what he did in that final preseason game, I wondered, hmm, I wonder if he makes the cut. But no. Yeah, the, uh, it'll be interesting to see if that affects them on special teams, which I think is pretty important for them tonight. But like you, I don't know where the bro- the Bears are ever going to find points without Horstead on the field since he was the- <laughs> since we all celebrated him so much after the Titans game. But well, hey, uh, it was pretty spectacular. Oh, come uh, on, man, you well, had to have loved uh, it. You, yeah. you, you know, you speak for yourself. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, <God>. uh, <laughs> listen. Uh, Hey, Grody, how do you expect them without Eddie Goldman? Who do you expect to get the start at nose guard in the middle of the Bears' defense there? Do you think Kyrie's Tonga will get the start there? Uh, man, I, I can't see them putting him out, him out there to start. He has had a nice training camp. I wouldn't say a great training camp, but I remember during – the, the the rookie camp and the OTAs and even the mandatory mini camp, it, it felt like Kyrus Tonga was behind and it feels like he's he is caught up. You know, they've got other options, obviously. Bilal Nichols can play there, and I say can and doesn't necessarily excel there. They, I guess another interesting guy that is active tonight is one they just elevated, and that's one Damian Square, who plays the nose tackle position as well. He's experienced, not great, but, he's you know, he has played every single game in the last four seasons for the L.A. Chargers. I think he's only had like three starts in his entire life, or at least in the last four years that I was looking at. But I don't rule him out as a a possibility, but it'll be interesting. And I, I, man, a seventh-round rookie in Kyra's Tonga, and he might turn out to be great to to throw him in there and put that responsibility on him in game one. I don't know if he's ready. 
Yeah, it oh. would be interesting. I mean, uh, Brian Allen, a, a guy who won the center position for the Rams this year in a, in a position battle, a good center out of Michigan State, actually from Illinois. But I, I, I don't know. I thought he did pretty good. I think you put him between Akeem Hicks, uh, Roquan Smith, and Bilal Nichols, and, and I think he'd be all right. But it would be interesting to see who they actually start there at nose guard. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the de- and if it's heavy rotation. And welcome to your your first game, Sean Desai, because you know what we have heard about and seen most of him is his ability to be creative, his ability to like Vic Fangio disguise coverages, and his ability to use his brains and think outside of the box. And here here you go, he's got something that he needs to figure out in his very first NFL game, his first real NFL game, calling the plays. Yeah, well, I, presumably he was involved. I mean, I, I would just hope that they um, that that he's got. You know, I I've been saying this, guys. I'd get, love to get everyone's opinion on it. This is not a guy that can get on a table and really demand much. He's really in a great position because he got a job and he's moved up in the ranks. But it's not like he's expected to. Hey, I you know what are you doing to me with the corner? And now I got the nickel. He's got to just kind of roll with whatever they give him. Oh, yeah, and he he is coordinating a defense that, as we all know, was great in 2018, and that has kind of declined in the last couple of years, and in shocking ways where we're seeing or saw explosive plays, particularly with opposing teams' running backs that we just hadn't seen in a long time with the Bears, so he... He, I think there is pressure on him to get the Bears defense back to a, a better place and closer to 2018. But to your point, Molly, yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't been a, a really strong precedent set in the previous two years under Chuck Pagano. Hey, Grody, I, I got a question for you. Now, what have you seen of Mike Pettin, the old uh, Packers defensive coordinator there at practice? What, what is his responsibilities? What is his job? And where does he show up during practices? Well, that's that's a great question because we, as the media, the collective media, we are not allowed to talk to Mike Patton, which I, I'm not really sure I understand. We could talk to all the assistants and the coordinators and everybody else, but no, we don't. We have not gotten a chance to talk to Mike Patton, nor have we had a chance, or can we actually discern what his specific role is? And I mean, I look at it as somebody who just adds and helps to add layers to Sean Desai. And I, I remember asking Sean Desai when he got the job, you know, something along the lines of, it, it is you. You are you are the top guy on the defense. He is not, and he said, I am in charge of this defense. It is not Mike Pettin that is in charge of this defense. But I, th- I think that he's a guy who can lend him an ear when he needs it, a go-to guy at times. And I guess Mike Pettin ha- just has the job of helping to teach, help to teach the defense and the position and play calling and all of that. But also, he's kind of got to stay out of the way, too, and not look like he is domineering or trying to really become part of the the Bears payroll. I, I know he was an outside linebacker coach at Baltimore. Do you see him working with Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn at all, or, or have you are you privileged to watch that kind of stuff or no? I have not seen that specifically, um, and it it might have occurred. I mean, right now we're back in that part where 
we don't get to watch anything in practice. We get to watch the players stretch, essentially. But, yeah, I mean, it would make sense if he was helping out those guys. And, and we all know that there are big expectations out of both of the Bears starting linebacker, or outside linebackers this year. Mark, one more question about him. Any word if he's been helping the Bears' offense at all? You know, being that, that defensive eyes mm. on, on the offense and they picking his brain about anything? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Matt Nagy said that that would be one of the big things, that, that he would mm. be able to, having seen it and scouted it and know it, that he will give advice on that. And it'll be his name will really pop up once the Bears play the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um. Hey, I'm wondering if the offensive tackle situation, having guys uh, active, does that mean that they may run some kind of a of a shuttle of guys? I mean, is there mm. any thought that, that that maybe some of the is it more about injury concerns and guys finishing the game, or is it is there actual uh, the idea of a rotation of players on the offensive line? Yeah, it's, for the most part. They have, you know, they have the answer to that question, Molly, is that they have said the Bears, ideally, we would like to keep one guy out there at each of the five positions, but we are ready for it if that that does not occur. And now, I mean, I, I don't know if it's realistic to think that a guy who is maybe half in shape in Jason Peters can how long can he go? I think they have to basically say Larry Borum you there's a really good chance that you're going to get into the game in the first half of play and who knows if they do the same thing on the other side with Jermaine Effetti and we talked about Elijah Wilkinson being the primary backup there Tom Thayer actually said that he he thinks he wouldn't mind seeing that a little bit with Mm -hmm. James Daniels just because he missed last year and missed a good portion of camp this year as well and he talked about the possibility of bringing Alex Bars in and Bars is a guy who can play all five positions so so yeah I mean I think you'll see some of it I don't know if it's going to be straight scripted necessarily or when Jason Peters is being totally and completely honest with his coaches. So we don't know who the nickelback is and we're rotating offensive <laughs> linemen. I feel good about today, Grody. This is, this Let's is, go, this baby. This game four, Let's right? go, Grody. Game four. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Crutzy, <laughs> I just bring the news, no, man. Don't know, come man. after I me. I appreciate it. I feel great now, now, Grody. Thanks for coming on, man. I feel excited. <laughs> all right, well, I got one more question uh, for you, Grody. All right, Who's, all right. Stop, the... Pat, stop. No, I do. I got to know. I got to ask some <laughs> questions because I got another question. We lost Cordero Patterson. We obviously don't want uh-huh. to Cohen. Who's going to be the kick returners and punt returners? And then who's going to be the gunners out there on punt team to, to kind of shore up that coverage? That's even I've just more been told that they, they, they've, they've all just torn ACLs. I'm, I'm sorry to, to report that. Oh, so. man. Gosh, um, man. No, the, uh, the, the kick. Uh, returner will be rookie Khalil Herbert, it, it looks okay. like, unless they pull a fast one on us. He's the mm-hmm. sixth rounder out of Virginia Tech, and I will say, watching him play, he, he looks very comfortable with everything he does, so we'll, we'll see how he does. He has experience doing it. The punt returner, I do believe, is going to be Nasimba Webster, would be Good. the guy, the, the recent, recent acquisition. It's funny because I had thought that Joel E.A. Buniwe would, would, would step up in terms of being the gunner or being one of the main guys on special teams, but maybe DeAndre Houston Carson, Pat, because he, yeah. he is he has been named 
one of the captains tonight, and he is becoming one of these guys who is really, really into, like, really takes his work seriously on special teams. So maybe DeAndre Houston Carson. Okay, perfect. Great stuff, Mark. Thank you very much, buddy. We appreciate it. Bye, guys. I'm looking forward to hearing your picks based on the report I just gave you guys. So I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> yeah. And we should tell you that uh, that Mark joined us on the SCORE uh, guest hotline, which is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. That's home of the world's largest sports book. And, uh, and he gave us breaking news, and breaking news on the SCORE is brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo, DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. All right, guys, we've got to uh, get to a quick break, but we'll be right back and we'll uh, we'll get into this a little bit. I mean, you know, Olin, you mm-hmm. you hate the idea of a tackle uh, or of a of an offensive line rotation, and I don't. No, 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 I, no, I don't. I don't hate it. I, we've I, never I, seen <laughs> it. We don't. We don't no, know I just, about it. it right? it's, it's just. It's just. If you're rotating guys, you don't have a starting five. Uh, if you don't know who your nickelback is, you don't know. And then all of a sudden, it just occurred to me. The guy who was developing nickelbacks, we don't have a nickelback, is calling a defense. So that just that just hits me a certain way. You know, it just hits me. I don't know. It just we're going through this Looking game with the Chicago way. Bears with a lot of questions. Why don't you look at it this way? Juan Castillo is the greater develop, the greatest developer of <laughs> offensive linemen. <laughs> just yeah. sit back and watch, yeah. my friend. I mean, I, 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 I'm excited to watch him develop these guys, uh, uh, Larry Barome and Tevin Jenkins. I got just really excited for this. Grody uh, it has got me. I, I think the line now is nine and a half after Grody spoke. <laughs> it's just, no doubt. It's just amazing. You go through a whole preseason – and we come out with more question marks, what, an hour and a half before the game. <laughs> you have another question mark in nickel. Well, I, you know, I, I know who knows Ian Rappaport, right? Because oh, yeah, Ian Rappaport right. brings everything <laughs> from the Bears. So whoever, whoever Ian's source is, he gives them everything. Uh, all right. We'll be right back. It's uh, the pregame show on the score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think it'd be naive for us not to prepare for you know them to be able to utilize him in some form or fashion. But uh, Andy's a winning quarterback in this league, does a great job. You know, I, I really have seen a lot of film of Andy, even going back to when Jay Gruden was his coordinator at Cincinnati. So very familiar with what a really good quarterback he is. He, he does a great job, accurate anticipation, recognizes the, the looks defensively, can straighten up protections. So Andy Dalton's a, a really good quarterback and uh, it'll be a great challenge. And then you see the, the ways that Justin, you know, made a lot of plays going back to his career at Ohio State, what he showed in the preseason. And so uh, I think you got to be ready for, for either or, but uh, it's going to be a challenge for sure. Oh, yes, indeed. That's the voice of Sean McVay, the Rams head coach. And we are here on the pregame show presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. And we know that uh, McVay is preparing. And, uh, you know, frankly, if if nothing else, I mean, I, I listen, I want to see him play. I hope they have a, a packages for Sean McVay. We've seen uh, all the other quarterbacks uh, play from his draft class. We saw um, the uh, – uh, Trey Lance, the rookie in San Francisco, I think he threw a touchdown like the second play he did. So uh, I'm hoping that they have um, they have a really good uh, plan of plays and a way of using Justin Fields. I understand, guys, as you do, that no rookie quarterback has ever started a game against the number one defense from the year before. It's just never happened in league history. Um, and uh, and the Bears probably shied away from that idea. I do also understand that we saw that game against Buffalo where he had a hard time picking up a blitz, and you think to yourself, um, you know, is he – first of all, are they able to protect him? Is he able to protect himself? So I get what the questions are in the situation, but I think we all want to see him play, right? I mean, nobody really just wants to watch the Red Rifle all night. No, no and, and the Bears the Bears need a, a dynamic playmaker on their offense, a guy who can help them score. And, and like we are talking about earlier, you do expect to see him, right, Pat? We do expect to see Justin Fields in their Buckeye package. Probably shouldn't have said that out loud. But we do expect to see him out there, right, in, in zone reads, in quarterback sweeps. We do expect to see him a little bit because – to me, Matt, when you go through the whole offense, he is their most dynamic player mm-hmm. on offense, right? I mean, Allen Robinson is very, very good, dynamic. Does he scare you? Somewhat, but, you know, there's not a guy out there where the defense is saying, man, this guy can put the ball in the end zone. He scares the defense quarter, makes him call his plays differently. And, look, if the offensive line is bad, Pat, you do need a mobile quarterback, somebody who can get out of there, make a play, keep him outside the pocket, the only problem is, like we've been saying over and over again, is will Nagy call those plays? Right, right. You know, and I like the Buckeye package. I want to see that. It's the other thing about the Buckeye package, too, though. And then I'll Are you talking about the Buckeye package? We're talking about the Buckeye package. I like it. Molly, we're talking about the Buckeye package. That's a good package. idea. You should, maybe, you should maybe text the coaches up there and let them tell them that's the name of the package it should be if he goes in. Um, but to go back to what um, 
Sean McVay was saying about Andy Dalton, all that's great, right? He can see the field. He can help protections, do all that kind of stuff. But can he be protected like Olin you were talking about in the scat protection? Can he be protected Mm -hmm. and given enough time to get it to those guys? I just don't think that can happen. So I do like the idea. You know, I'm a believer that Justin Fields should be starting from day one. You should dumb down the offense and grow from there. But if you have this extra package of plays, to me what this does, one, this week, it's a big question mark what to prepare for when he's in the game. And then in the future, you're going to get some plays. You'll, you'll be able to game plan and scheme those things. But that's going to take away practice time from the defense during the week that of the, amount of, the limited amount of time you get out there, that now you're going to have to practice for two different offenses or two different sets or two different players. And that takes away from reps of just, you know, just seeing a, a normal offense. And now you got to get, got to get ready for the, you know, adjust, the Buckeye package that Olin came up with. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, let's take a second and just and remember how they got to this point. So they ended the season. They knew that Nick Foles wasn't the guy, and they cut ties with Mitch Trubisky. They were rumored to be after uh, D- uh, Deshaun Watson at one point. Um, they were they were rumored to be interested in Russell Wilson for a long time. We heard. This week, Matt Nagy admit that he was in Cabo when Sean McVay was getting Matthew Stafford, and the Bears were interested in Stafford. So that's kind of an interesting idea. I guess all the quarterbacks and coaches go to Stafford for recruitment. Um, but he, he's in Cabo. I, I, Cabo, I, I, that blew my mind. Um, then they then they are going to – I heard from a very good source that they were on the verge. They wanted to get uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then – he signed, and the next day they signed Andy Dalton. So it's they talked up a big game with Dalton. Then obviously they get to the draft and they trade up, and they wind up with Justin Fields. And I think that the off season had been kind of um, muted from Bears fans. There wasn't a ton of excitement. There wasn't this great feeling about the future and what was going to happen. And part of it was that end of uh, end of the year news conference and all that nonsense. So they wind up with Justin Fields, and now we're seeing jersey sales and people going crazy, and they're, they're just – all they want is to cut to the chase. And I understand why. But is it, is it too much to ask for him in this – and, Pat, I think what you said is perfect. I think the idea of getting the guy on the field and running some plays with him and using him, if it is as a, uh, you know, a, a red zone specialist, that would be a genius move, and then you force other teams to prepare for it. But, but when exactly do you finally hand this over? How do you work this season? And you guys have seen quarterbacks come in and, and, and slow kind of development type things or forced takeovers, whatever you want to call it. What, what, how long does that take? I hope it doesn't slap us in the face like Mike Glennon did. <laughs> and you knew you had to put in Trubisky. Mm-hmm. You hope that right. doesn't happen. You're hoping their plan is – you know, what they say is to get this thing going, have Andy Dalton win some games, and maybe he doesn't have to play that much this year, talking about Justin Fields. But I just don't see that happening. So I, I think I think there is going to be a moment where it slaps us in the face, where it's just going to – it might look like a train wreck on offense. You're like, all right, we got to put him in now. He's, he's one of the best athletes on the field. This is the only way we're going to be able to move the ball. But unfor- unfortunately for Matt Nagy, he's not going to be able to run the offense he wants to run. Mm-hmm. He can maybe as, as the season goes on. But right when you first start this thing, I don't think you can do that with him. Yeah, and if you take a good look, right, at the Chicago Bears, and you can imagine after watching their first offense in the preseason, and we know Allen Robinson wasn't on the field a lot of the starters didn't play a lot, but if it starts to go in that direction, which it has against the Rams, 
uh, for the last three years, you can see it getting really uncomfortable on that sideline over there, right? And, and when do we play him? When do we put this young guy in? Because our offense isn't working with, with Dalton anyway. I think, Pat, I think you make a great point, Mully. I think you make a great point that Coach Nagy, see, if they have Greg Roman as their offense coordinator, Baltimore Ravens offense coordinator, he sees the game in a little bit different way, right? He likes to run his quarterback in a power running scheme. If Brian DeBall, the guy for the Buffalo Bills, is their offensive coordinator, he sees it a different way. He uses Josh Allen. He runs quarterback runs. He gets the ball out quick. He he plays to his strengths. Coach Nagy, Bill Lazor, and John DeFilippo, they see the game from the pocket, right? And they, they like pocket quarterbacks, and so they see what he can't do. And you're wondering in their mind, can they imagine plays with what he can do? Can they protect him with the run game? Can they get him out of the pocket? Can get the ball out of his hands fast? Those are the things I wonder about with a guy like Justin Fields because, like you said, Molly, he didn't see that blitz in the preseason. Uh, when you watch his tape closely, he is not directing protection yet. He is not pointing out what we call the point in blocking schemes where he arranges it for the offensive line. All you have to do is turn on the Kansas City Chiefs film and you can see Mahomes doing all of that for his offensive line, pointing guys out, letting his receivers know when somebody might come, when somebody might be hot. So I just wonder if this coaching staff actually sees a game plan or they're going to stick him out there, make him stand up in the pocket and throw the ball 30 to 40 times a game. Olin, I mean – you, you've worked with a lot of young quarterbacks, and you were, you know, the, the general of the offensive line and kind of the general of the offensive setting the protections. And I know you work with Sam Mustafer. Mm-hmm. How much could he help Justin Fields with that? Taking that away from him, like he really doesn't have to worry about it. I mean, he does, but say, all right, you walk up, Sam, where's the mic? Where's the protection going? How much would that help him? It, it would help a ton, right? Sam Mustafer, that is his strength. Uh, Sam is a an excellent football player. Coach Nagy called him a multiplier in the offseason. I am extremely biased, obviously, to Sam Mustafer, but uh, that's what he does well. He could help the young quarterback there with protection schemes, with lining them up, but eventually Justin Fields would have to get to the point of where he protects himself because you have to know where things are coming from because, look, you may be protected number-wise, but we talked about tonight already. If Aaron Donald is one-on-one over here on the left with Cody Whitehair in your mind immediately as a quarterback, you better say, this ball's got to be out in three seconds or I could get a sack fumble. So you have to recognize those things. Oh, look, Jason Peters looks a little tired. Uh, Leonard Floyd just lined up over him. If he runs the edge here, I better ready to step up and take off and get the ball out of my hands again. These are things that Justin Fields will have to learn and have to get done to protect himself. Olin, did you teach Sam Mustafer to slap the quarterback's hand when he reaches <laughs> over to point? Oh, man, Molly, that was the best. Was that KO? You did that too, Olin? Yeah, KO, KO, but he was a rookie quarterback now. Exactly, he was a rookie quarterback. Exactly. He, was, he was trying to get himself killed, right? He was pointing to the wrong, <laughs> he was pointing to the wrong linebacker, and I just I didn't want him to get hit. You know, sometimes sometimes we all make mistakes. When I was a – I remember being a, a, a rookie center, and I made my first start against the Packers in 1998. Boy, does that seem a long time ago now. Right. And I, we had to scream out every front pat and I screamed out 50 but it was supposed to be over was the call right and the call doesn't matter what it was but it made Andy Heck jump off sides Andy Heck now is the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line coach and I and Andy Heck Andy Heck yelled at me and I said Andy I gotta make the call and he said yeah but the call is over it's not 50 so as rookies (laughs) we all make mistakes I didn't know what I was doing Kyle didn't know what he was doing I'm glad I'm glad Andy didn't slap me though in the huddle but um, (laughs) 
Sometimes sometimes you can't spare the rod. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, we're going to bring in Dan Pompey next. We'll talk to the uh, the man whose name is written in the Hall of Fame. Dan Pompey will join us uh, in just a minute here. It's the pregame show on The Score. When you brought in Justin, the, what we heard was that you guys were going to know when Justin's ready. By all indications, it seems that you're confident in where Justin is. Is it wrong to think this seems to be setting up for whenever Andy isn't ready? Like, is it setting him up to, to fail in this spot? You know, I think we'll know when we know, you know, right now. You know, right now, like, I, I think we, we have a positive outlook. That positive outlook goes off of what we've seen here every day with, with Andy. And that's Andy going to be leading our offense as Justin's progressing at the right rate. You know, our goal all along, guys, has been to win games with Andy and look over on that other field and see and look 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 at this guy we got right here. Look at look at the future of this franchise that we have right here. That's the goal and we haven't changed from that. Molly with everyone on the pregame show. It's uh Olin Krutz, it's Patrick Manley, and now Dan Pompey and Dan Kind enough to join us on the guest hotline, which is presented by Circuit Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dan, good morning. How are you, sir? Or afternoon, I guess. I don't know where the hell I am. Well, when we speak, it's normally morning, and it'll be morning before long. So uh, it's great to be with you guys. What an exciting first day, uh, first Sunday in the NFL. A lot of close finishes and great games. and We'll see if the Bears can keep it going tonight. What surprised you the most today? Is it the Bills losing? Is it the Packers getting blown out? What The Bears are in first place, Dan. I mean, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, the NFC North isn't looking too strong after one week. But, uh, you know, I, I think those are both really stunning losses. Uh, a lot was expected of the Bills this year. There were six-and-a-half-point favorites over Pittsburgh. Um, but I think, you know, people probably were underestimating the Steelers a little bit. And uh, they, they – uh, looked a little like the team that they were prior to last year today. But the Packers, you know, I, I thought they were just really well positioned to uh, beat the Saints, uh, given everything that New Orleans had been through with the hurricane relocating, moving the game from New Orleans to Jacksonville, and, uh, you know, still trying to transition away from Drew Brees. And, uh, you know, Jameis uh, Winston had a game that was – so uncharacteristic of what he had been as a quarterback prior to today, which is a great testament to uh, his maturity and development as, as a player and also uh, the coaching of, of Sean Payton and his staff to be able to get that out of him. But, you know, to see the Packers just so flat on every potential level that you could be flat on was stunning. And, and Rodgers, you know, worst, worst loss of his career. I mean, uh, I, I thought he was poised to come out and have a back-to-back MVP season. And he still may be, but off to an awfully poor start. Yeah, Dan, I, 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 for my cup of coffee I had down there in New Orleans, Sean Payton is an extremely good coach, man. And, and I'm interested to see what, where he goes with Jameis Winston and how he makes a difference in that, in that young man's career. And as far as the Packers go, I'm telling you guys right now, man, without Bakhtiari, they're a totally different team. And Elton Jenkins at left tackle. I know the guy's a good player. He can play anywhere. But Bakhtiari is, is maybe the best in the league, and that totally changes their team uh, when he's not out there. Um, 
Dan, I was reading your Bears breakdown on the athletic, and it was really interesting. And I'm interested to see what you think about, you know, a lot of the scouts said that the Bears' season would go as their offensive line goes. And just what, what, what you got from talking to those guys about the Bears' offensive line and how much you believe that Jason Peters can be their answer for most of the season this year. Well, we all know this. You cannot win in the NFL. You cannot contend uh, with a subpar offensive line. And, um, you know, the way the Bears are starting the season, it looks like they have a subpar offensive line. Uh, certainly there are a lot of questions, I think, uh, you know, at, at left tackle especially. Um, you know, Jason Peters, I think what the scouts thought was that, you know, he might be a Band-Aid who could get you through a portion of the season, but probably he's not going to be a 17-game player uh, who plays at the level that he played at previously in his career when he excelled uh, as, as a member of the Eagles and even as the Bills before that. Um, so, you know, they, they're still going to have to, I think, find an answer, a long-term answer this season at that position, whether it's uh, Tevin Jenkins or Larry Borum or, or whomever. And, uh, you know, it, it's not like the rest of the line is so solid that they could kind of hide that position, I don't think. You know, they, they, uh, they have... Certain, certainly they have questions at the right tackle position as well. And, uh, you know, you've, you've got, um, you know, the, even the interior is, is, is not completely proven. So it's, uh, it's going to be, a, I think, a, a big issue for the Bears moving forward. And, and if, if that's not settled, you know, as you said with Bakhtiari and the Packers, you know, if, if you don't have that, that part of it settled, nothing else really matters. Yeah, you know, it's just, <laughs> this whole show with Mully and Olin has been a giant question mark about every, basically every position. And I need to ask you about a coach. The guy just walked across on the TV is Sean Desai. What is your confidence level in him and being able to keep this defense playing at a high level? Well, Pat, I, I mean, I think uh, I, I think he's an unknown. I think he's mm -hmm. a complete unknown. I, you know, I, I can't say I have a lot of confidence in someone who's never right. done it before. Um, but I, I think that... Uh, uh, you know, the, the people who have been around him uh, have trust in him and uh, have have belief in him. And, uh, you know, that, that means something. So we'll see where that goes. But, you know, the, the thing is, he's never been in this position before. He's never done the things that he's got to do tonight, that he had to do this week, even that he had to do this off season. So it's all new. And, and you yep. know, I, I don't think anyone be, can be overly confident in someone who's never done something before. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but and, that's been our know, theme for everything. <laughs> well, that, I, I mean, here's the thing, Dan. You know, we, I mean, we kind of look at this season, and we, you know, we've been underplaying it. But the fact is, they go into this game with two of the elite positions in the league seemingly undermanned, uh, without a left tackle. Uh, you know, we're talking about a 39-year-old guy that was retired, coming back, and only having a couple weeks Hall of Fame career. But we don't know how long he lasts, and we don't know if they'll have to run a rotation or if Larry Borum has to finish the game or whatever it might be. And, of course, the, the, the cornerback position where you're, you know, you're kind of operating with young players, hoping they'll step up. I, you know, I, I like Jalen Johnson. I don't know that I like him as a number one corner. I think that's a, a real uh, kind of uh, reach. And now we find out here today that, Duke Shelley is inactive. So the guy that we thought, right or wrong, the guy we projected as the nickel, is not the starter today. 
Yeah, that was an interesting move. And I think really, you know, you talk about Jalen Johnson as the number one cornerback, and, and certainly there are questions there. But to me, the bigger issue at that position, and really the entire defense, is the depth at the cornerback position. And when you play against a team like the Los Angeles Rams that can attack you with, you know, four wide receivers, to say nothing of tight ends, uh, you know, that's where that depth really comes into play. And, you know, how does that third cornerback, fourth cornerback uh, hold up against uh, a wide receiver who's who's pretty accomplished, uh, who can do some things? And I think, um, you know, that's, that's where the Bears are counting on pass rush to make the difference. And uh, certainly, you know, that is the strength, should be the strength of their team uh, with Khalil Mack and, and Robert Quinn and... Um, of course, Travis Gibson had a really nice camp in preseason. They're, they're expecting things from him. And, and then uh, you throw in, uh, uh, of course, Akeem Hicks. So, you know, they can they can get after the quarterback, and that's what they have to hope is their best coverage, is, is their pass rush. Well, speaking of the quarterback, what was your thought when Sean McVay went out and got Matthew Stafford? You know, I, I thought it was an interesting move, Pat. I mean, I think um, I'm going to be excited to see what, he can do yeah. with Stafford. Uh, but, you know, to me, I think, you know, Stafford's been in this league a long time. And guys who've been in the league as long as he have have thrown as many passes as he have usually don't make radical changes in their game, uh, you know, in, in their 30s. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll kind of be surprised if he's something that he's never been before. I know that's the narrative out there. That you know uh, he he's going to uh, uh, suddenly ascend to this uh, this level that he's never been near, um, but uh, we'll we'll see. I mean I, you know I know that sometimes we do see players who get into uh, new circumstances. They get with new coaches or new teammates, and and they they do find something inside them that there wasn't there before. So uh, we'll see we'll see how much improvement. Matthew Stafford is capable of, if he's capable of any at all. All right, so the the Bears, if you argue that swapping out uh, Leonard Floyd with Robert Quinn was a trade, Dan, do you think that it's one the Bears have lost? Do you think it's yet to be determined? Or when you throw in the money, do you think, um, uh, you know, all of life momentum has been lost? <laughs> Well, I, I think it's probably too early to say. I mean, certainly the Rams won round one, if you look at it as a trade, because uh, Floyd had a really good year last year and Quinn did not have a good year. Um, but, you know, there's round two coming up this season. Well, we'll see where it goes. I don't think anybody thought that letting go of Floyd was a bad move at the time, given what he had been up to that point in his career and, uh, you know, what he had done in uh, – you know, I, I can't really, I can't blame Ryan Pace too much for that one. But I think so far we can blame him for Robert Quinn because he has not lived up to expectations. I got, we got to talk about Justin Fields here. And I, I read some stuff. I think you predicted maybe he'd come in game week, week six against the Packers. But what are your initial thoughts of should he be starting now? And should Matt Nagy tailor an offense around him? Or should he just, you know, let him learn behind Andy Dalton, and then try to work his way into the into the season that way. You know, Pat, I know it's probably not a popular opinion, but I'm I'm good with starting the season with Andy Dalton. I think it makes mm-hmm. sense. 
I think Fields is still uh, figuring things out. You know, I think he can give you something, that obviously, that Dalton can't give you, that most quarterbacks in the league can't give you, you know, with his athleticism and playmaking ability. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, you, you want your quarterback to be more than that. And if he's going to be a consistent winner in the game, uh, he has to be able to drop back and read the field and go through his progressions and, uh, you know, make patient throws that uh, sometimes don't uh, make the highlight reel but move the chains. And, um, you know, I, I think Fields is probably a, a work in progress in that regard. And, and I think if he wasn't, um, I, I think Nagy probably would be starting him right now. Uh, but I think, you know, they, they know him best. Obviously, they've been with him every day uh, since the spring. And, and they, they know exactly where he is. And, and I think, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before he gets in there, especially if the Bears struggle. Uh, and I, I think certainly there should be opportunities for him to get in, even if he's not starting. You could have packages with him. You could put him in in, in nickel situations. You could put him in in goal line situations. Uh, you could you could split him out. You could do different things with him. Uh, I, you know, he. I, I think it would be foolish not to use him that way because you're talking about a guy who, to me, is your best athlete on offense, and I think he's a guy who could help you win a football game. So why wouldn't you use him in that regard as the 49ers? Uh, used Trey Lance today. Yeah, they they made a conscious effort to sort of upgrade their team speed, and they concentrated on bringing speed in uh, specifically at the wide receiver position. I think, and Dan, I'm just wondering, you know, is that a wise move? I I don't want to. I, I I mean, listen, I hope it works, and I hope they get tons of yards after the catch and all that. But I also worry about guys having hands. Like, when you hear, I, I mean, my God, uh, Cordero Patterson was one of the great speed guys and a great returner and helped a ton, but he was playing running back for a reason. Yeah, I, I mean, you need you need football players. <laughs> what you need. You need football players who can help you win games. Um, but certainly you can never be too fast. You know, I think the Chiefs are certainly the model for the Bears given that Matt Nagy came from them, and you know they're arguably the fastest team in the league, uh, certainly on offense. And um, I think that uh, Matt would probably like to be able to count on that kind of speed. But uh, you know, if, if you've got a guy who is fast but can't catch, or is fast but can't you know, uh, make his uh, uh, adjustments on his routes, and you know, can't do the things that you need to do to uh, run the full route tree, well, then, you know, he's compromised. So, uh, you know, not everyone can can do everything. So you need a, a combination of skills and abilities and hope that uh, you've got enough different ways to attack defenders and defenses with your different uh, skills on, on offense at the, at the different positions. Yeah, Dan? I think a player, the, real quick, a player of the Bears defense you know, needs to weigh heavily on who needs to pick up his, his game is, is Eddie Jackson. You know, I think we know what we're going to get out of Khalil Mack. We know what we're going to get out of Akeem Hicks. I think we know what we're going to get out of Roquan Smith. But would you agree that Eddie Jackson is the key to this defense to getting back to where it was in 2018? Yeah, I really think he, he, he could do a lot to help this defense be great again, Pat. And obviously, you know, you look at the, the plays on the ball, 
that had been missing the last couple of years, and you say, you know, yeah, that would be a big difference. But I think beyond that, just you know, consistency and and uh, tackling and yes. taking good <laughs> angles and doing, you know, I mean, if, if he's one of the the best safeties in the game, you have to do everything well. You know, you yeah. you can't just and the be little a guy. things and the little and the things little, like you said, yes. tackling angles. Yes, which which he has not been consistent with. Right, right. So um, you know he. And, and certainly, if he's not making the plays on the ball, those other deficiencies, uh, you know, really stand out then. Because cause now what are you getting for that guy and for all the money you're paying him? Uh, all we need is a pick and we'll let you go. Yeah, you know, I, I see this as a tough game for the Bears to win, guys. Uh, I think uh, the Rams have got uh, some strengths that match up well against the Bears' weaknesses. We talked a little about you know, their depth at the wide receiver position and the Bears' questions at uh, cornerback and the defensive backfield. And certainly, you know, Aaron Donald causes problems all along your offensive line uh, because he makes you adjust. And, um, you know, that leaves other linemen who don't have help vulnerable. So um, I, I think that uh, this, is a, this sets up as a, a win for the Rams. I've got them winning... Uh, 23 uh, to 10. All right, buddy. Thank you, Dan. Okay, thanks, guys. See you, Dan. That uh, eh, that's fair, really. We'll uh, we'll get to all of our picks before we get out of here. Um, you're listening to the pregame show presented by Bet Rivers, official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app. Do it today. Here on the score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.